There are so many things to express concern about right now and which will last us for, I think, decades to come. I, too much of what we're seeing in California and Illinois and Oregon State and Washington State and D.C. for that matter and New York, uh, all the madness that's going on. And, and I want to, I guess, talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room. And, and when I say in the room, I mean in the country. This, you know, the exodus of people li- leaving California and all those other states I just mentioned uh, is, is quite extraordinary. And no one wants to pay attention to it. I mean, Kathy Hochul, the, the, the newly elected uh, governor of New York, you know, just I think a year and a half ago was bemoaning how, uh, you know, she hated Republicans and all the Republicans, you don't like it here in New York, leave. All right. Now she's saying, why are people leaving? <laughs> like, we, yeah, we need, come back. We need to steal tax money from you. Get yeah, back exactly. Here. Exactly right. So uh, we have to, you know, and, and then, you know, part of the reason why DeSantis won in Florida, and it's a major part of it, it's not just that he uh, advanced great policies that were strong and helped the economy and people rewarded him for that. It's not just that. It's also that he got approximately just under 500,000 newcomers, new voters, uh, all of whom were conservative, who came from New York, came from California, many other places, who, who were sick and tired of the liberal policies that, the, that they were leaving and wanted to uh, join a, a state that had conservative policies. And boom, lo and behold, uh, Florida is now a deeply red state. And it's awesome. Uh, and I'm very happy about that. But Will anybody learn from this? That, that's the issue. And you know, it's a rhetorical question, Ari, because of course they won't. They won't ever learn from it. They, they, they don't think that crime is increasing in California. Homelessness is increasing. Uh, crazy laws are happening that, that are forcing employers to leave the state. Uh, they don't see that at all. And, and they won't want to see it because, you know, they, they believe that their liberal policies are awesome. And to, to see, to acknowledge that people are leaving their state is to acknowledge that liberal policies don't work. That, and that's part of their identity, right? I mean, it's a little bit like pretending your, your Uncle Harry is not an alcoholic, even though he's beating your kids senselessly or whatever, right? Uh, you know, you hear these horror stories of, of people, uh, parents, one parent molesting their child or a grandparent molesting their child, and uh, everyone uh, just ignores it because, you know, we don't want to make a fuss about this, right? But in the meantime, the horror continues, and the child, is, of course, is, is detrimented to, for the rest of his life. But nobody wants to deal with it. And I think there's something to that when it comes to what's happening in California. We're, we are being abused. We are being molested, as it were, by a horrific government that is pillaging our wealth, uh, transforming our country into socialism, and uh, we want to pretend it's all good. With, with one caveat I'd like to add to it, which is, and we're not even sure this government's been elected since 1996. Yeah. I have no confidence that elections have even been administered in California yeah. since we know a Loretta Sanchez stole Bob, B1 Bob Dornan's seat in Orange, County. in Orange County. And that was the year of the Clinton amnestization of millions of millions of illegal aliens who became instant California voters under really dubious circumstances. And from 1996 on, for some reason, it's like, it's like a, a bout of schizophrenia. California's doing great. It's the, it's the capital of all things. And then suddenly... We just decide to vote for this other way, and, and it lasts no matter what failure there well, is. I, I agree and with I, you about So God. my point about 
the, to your point about the disaster of California, is it's one thing that these policies are implemented and ram down our throats and up our you-know-whats. It's another if we're not even sure we're voting for them. I know, but the fact is we have to have to live under the, the pretense that these are legitimate uh, governorships and everything else. That's the problem. And however we got here, legitimate or not, we are living under a rubric of insane liberal laws that uh, really are destroying our economy uh, and, and causing people to flee. I mean, the, the fact that California didn't have alarm bells go off when they literally lost one of their electoral votes, right? I mean, we, we lost a, con seat, a congressional yeah. seat, which is an electoral vote, too. Right. Um, that, that's, and, and they just they passed through it as if it was, I don't know, like a, like a fart in the wind. I mean, it didn't make a big difference at all to anybody. Yeah, and what that means population-wise, and, you know, there's always these statistics about X numbers per year. A congressional seat is 600,000 people. That's a lot of people to lose, yeah. you know, even in a state of 40 million, especially when you factor in two things. First of all, and that's why I brought up the, elect the election problem. It's much easier to vote differently than to move across the country. Yeah. You know it, and I know it, because yeah, we yeah. both did it last year. So the fact that 600,000 people or more, or, or X number of hundreds of thousands per year are doing this, rather than voting differently, tells you that something isn't being responded to electorally. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to harp on that. I'm yeah. just showing how much easier it is to check a box on a ballot than to... Well, yeah, you know, you got a good point and about the, that. And the fact that these people have voted with their feet in such a dramatic way that changes everything about their lifestyle shows you the desperation that they've been brought to by these policies. Okay. So that is one of the issues, of course. And uh, you know, getting back to the main picture, Ari, which is that we're ignoring the, the massive change in our lives uh, that, that surround us. And, and I, you know, everyone likes to use that cute uh, illustration of the frog and the boiling skillet and everything else. And, and that there's something to that, of course. I'm not saying it's wrong. But it's gotten too hot, too fast, uh, and, and that's enough for people to have moved. Everyone is ignoring that. The, 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 the prices of gasoline, the prices of everything else, the homelessness, the crime... It's a scary place to live in California, a scary place to live in New York and Illinois, all the other states and places I mentioned before, and nobody wants to talk about it. And, and indeed, they don't want to talk about the massive influx of illegals flooding through our border. Um, and again, it's, it's the 800-pound gorilla that's so easy to, for them to ignore. I, you would think that of all the things that I just mentioned, right, inflation, uh, well, not, not inflation, let's say, uh, I don't know, um, school, school scores, for example, in public education. You know, you can't really see it. You can't touch it the same way that you could. Uh, illegal immigration. The, the, you know, it's not hard to, to see the massive numbers of illegal immigrants flooding across the border. We've got helicopters. We've got news crews. We've got everything going on there. Uh, and we've got people on the border, border towns saying we're being flooded and we can't handle this. It's very clear. You see these long lines of illegal immigrants, uh, not just at the border, but also at the the the, uh, the welfare offices, the the um, the health clinics, and everything else, the school systems. And you would think that that would be the one thing that's very easy to point out. Okay, look, guys, here's the problem: what you're going to do about it. And you and I, Ari, we think, you know, our leftist friends, our Libby friends. Uh, you know, probably think, okay, well, uh, you know, they recognize the problem, but maybe they blame Trump for it. Maybe they blame something else for it. Uh, but it, 
it, they don't blame the, the Biden administration for it. It's something else. But no, they, they don't even know it's happening. They, they, they just don't seem to care about that. It is another 800-pound gorilla in the room, and yet, nevertheless, they just ignore it. And it's fascinating to me. It's, it's just amazingly fascinating to me. Here's another 800-pound here's another gorilla uh, that is less obvious, but should be obvious all the same, is what's happening with the vaccine. Okay, these people have been taking the vaccines and the boosters, particularly the boosters, and we're hearing story after story of a young person just dying on the field, whether it's a soccer field, a football field, or anything else, and they just plummet and suddenly have a heart attack. What was that guy's name? And, and he died. At the, I know he's 24 years old. Well, he didn't die. He might be improving. We're not sure. Yeah. God willing. God willing. Yeah. His name is Darmel Hamlin. Yeah. And what's interesting about what happened to him Monday night is that it's the first time it happened in an NFL game and an NFL game that was being broadcast nationally, a Monday night game. And it was a very important Monday night game involving top teams vying for a high, high playoff position. So there was a lot riding on the game, so it had a very large audience. Okay. And it was on... Uh, January 2nd, so it followed the Rose Bowl. So it had a gigantic audience, and this guy drops. Now, there have been serious injuries in NFL games all the time, and they never stop playing. They might take a few minutes to say prayers as the guy's taking off the field in various forms of, um, let's just say, Stacy's. You know, sometimes worse, sometimes better. You know, sometimes it's just a broken leg. Sometimes it's a spinal injury that's quite serious. Some are even life-threatening. But they never just cancel the game. This guy dropped, and the other players were so upset they couldn't even go on. Okay, I got it. And, and this is one example. I mean, look, you're right. That, that was noticed more because it was nationally televised. It, it couldn't have been more of a perfect storm of, of the exposure to this particular moment. I, I get that. But if it was the only one, then, you know, we would be talking about an anecdote here and it wouldn't be fair. But we know, and you, and you guys are reading papers uh, with constant news items saying this or that person suddenly collapses on the field. Uh, not just athletes, by the way, just young people dying of heart attacks. Um, and, and there's no, if you look toward the bottom of it, it doesn't say, you know, John Smith was uh, dealing with a long bout of cancer uh, for the past 10 years, and that's why he died, uh, or his family said so. No, he just dies. And they don't explain anything about it. And, you know, putting that all aside, uh, they, just the sheer numbers of these people are dying. You can't just toss it off to anecdotes, right? I mean, I, I'm seeing these stories, uh, and maybe I'm seeing it only because, you know, people want us to make the association with COVID. I get that, or the vaccine. But I don't think so. These stories would have been reported because they're unusual stories. They're, they're man bikes, dog stories. Somebody who's 24 years old on a football field or anywhere else, for that matter, shouldn't be dying of a heart attack all of a it's sudden. It's not like he had some pre-existing condition. Right. These are the best maintained bodies on the planet. Right, right. exactly right. Football. Yeah, exactly right. So... Uh, but but people are just dying all over the place, and they don't say the reason why they're dying other than to say it's a heart attack. Uh, but, you know, nobody wants to talk about the possibility that these people were vaccinated, that the vaccination itself might be the cause. I'm not saying that it was the cause, but it's worth exploring. And uh, we, we do know from the mRNA inventor that he's he's saying that we should never have done this in the first place. Um, and, and that should say some volumes, but nobody's talking about it. 
Uh, then you get the VAERS system, which is, I don't know what percentage on this uh, is compared to other uh, vaccines. And those are real vaccines, by the way, not this one. This is not a true vaccine. But the VAERS system compared to the commenting and reporting uh, on the VAERS system on other diseases and vaccines associated with other diseases is, is through the roof. And, and no one is pausing to think, well, you know what? I know it's self-reporting and such, but it's still apples to apples. You know, it, it should be the same number, more or less, of all these other vaccines that we had in order to legitimately look at it. But the fact that it's, I don't know, 10 times the order of complaints and reports of sudden death or paralysis or what, what have you, and you, and you don't think that's statistically significant? You, it, at least it doesn't cause you to scratch your head or rub your chin? Or anything like that. There's two comparative statistic tranches I think you have to look at, not to get too technical or boring about it, but very quickly. The first is number of people killed by all vaccine injuries before this one came out in 2021. And it was like number X, like 2,000 over 40 or 50 years. And now it's something like, you know, uh, 10,000 or 20,000. It's like a tenfold increase. The second, this is the big one. Athletes killed or injured, especially by heart attacks or heat stroke. It's been 1,100 athletes killed or in, killed uh, in the previous 50 years yeah. total. And that's athletes at all level, high school, college, pro, everything. Yeah. And there's always a couple. And different kinds of sports. And different kinds of sports. Because, like, you take football alone. There's always one or two deaths every couple years, usually in training camp in the summer at the high school level of some kid who didn't drink enough water or something. Right. It's a normal occurrence for there's a death like a year. And it makes big news because this is great news because they're so rare. Right. Like, like you said, man bites dog situation. Ever since the introduction of the uh, China flu vaccine in 2021, there have been 1,500 athletes with severe injuries, and 1,136 of them have died in a year and a half. Wow. Okay? So we've equaled the number of deaths of all cause deaths in, in sports at all levels for the previous 50 years yeah. in about a year and a half. Yeah, so, that's a, and we're not supposed to say, hmm, what changed? Yeah, exactly right. And they, we're not supposed to question the, 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 the virus and the origins of the, the virus being not only from a lab, but also fabricated in the lab. So, or the origins of the vaccine. That's what I'm saying. You that, said oh, virus. Oh, oh, you're right. Good point. The origins of the vaccine and what caused the vaccine and the rejection of the therapeutics that were all there. The other 800 pounds. Can I make one other really quick point? Yeah, sure. And we're not supposed to ask any questions about the studies, for instance, that Pfizer did. And there was a Twitter dump yesterday of new Twitter files by the Elon Musk and Matt Tibby crew. God bless them. Right. And it was all the Pfizer data that had been falsified. Yeah. In other words, they didn't even test the vaccine. Anytime they tested in their clinical trials and found something bad about it, they covered it up. They unblinded. This was in a thread I actually sent out. You got it on the email list yesterday. They unblinded aspects of the study that was supposed to be blind clinical trials yeah. to cover up the fact whenever they came up with something that was wow. not good. So the point is, and we're not even supposed to ask the question. I know. It, it never, you're never supposed to ask the question. We had a whole podcast about that. Never. Yeah. In fact, we think, I think we titled, you're not supposed to ask the question. Yeah. And going but, back. But, okay, okay, so, so no, no, hold, hold on, hold on. I, I, okay. I appreciate that very much, but I want to kind of move on to the other 800-pound gorillas that are involved. 
Uh, you know, one of them is that you kind of alluded to briefly was the Twitter dump. But the first thing I think about the Twitter dump and the most important part of the Twitter dump is the Hunter Biden laptop issue where the influence peddling that was clearly going on that that uh, I, this man, Biden, is so wealthy uh, and and he, he got his wealth solely by being a senator at you know, the, the equivalent in today's dollars of something like $175,000 a year. Uh, no, it doesn't work that way. It's impossible to work this way. The only way that he could be where he's at from a financial point of view is from some sort of outside dealings. And it's not smart investments in the stock market at the right time. It's, uh, and it's not even insider trading. Right. You the can't, perfectly legal insider Yeah, the perfectly trading. legal ones, which I, I don't like so much either. But, but no, it's, it's China influence peddling as well the Ukraine and, and God knows what other countries. And 10% to the big guy. All these things that just people just want to ignore because it makes them feel better not to. They, they, their identity is so wrapped up in their, um, uh, their, their Democrat politics, their uh, p- political affiliation, that it, it is stronger to them to stay in the political affiliation than to question it. You're not even allowed to question like Ari just said, but you, you can't even question it. So uh, that, that's how hard it is. And Ari made a, a good example. Uh, you know, People are making the calculus of of moving versus, you know, voting and trying to change the system that way. That, that, is, that is a very similar thing here. They, that's the identity issue. And now, look, you and I are Republicans. We're conservative, staunch conservatives, I would say. Trump-loving conservatives, for that matter. And, but, but if something that Trump had done was wrong, we would be happy to point it out. I mean, we'd be bummed because... I will. The vaccine. Okay, hold right on. There. Hold on. The vaccine. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. hold, hold on. All right. Let me just finish my point. Yeah. The, the point is that we are happy to acknowledge that. We, we're we not so blinded by this. We're not... We never think that our party is perfect. On the contrary. Uh, you know, that what's, what happened in the McCarthy speakership decision, which is, you know, first in 100 years, as they say, and all that stuff, that, that reflects a division within the party and people were choosing different sides and such like that. It, it, they're not, we're not all united, and that's a good thing. That's the, that's the messiness of, our, of a real republic. That's the way it should be, as opposed to the Democrat Party, which are, not surprisingly, all united. And they're so proud of themselves to be all united. We got all of our boys locked up in step, uh, and, and they're, they're not thinking. It, it, and they're saying it as if somehow that's a badge of pride. No, it's, it's a badge of shame that you, you're always united on, on this one issue. You should have some people it's who disagree with you. It's a, it's a badge that's rigged. That's right. Anyway, point is that the identity is so strong that people are willing to ignore this huge matzo ball uh, called the Hunter Biden scandal. It is so big. And, and I, I dare say without very much, um, uh, what's, what's, not, not prediction, I, I don't think I have tremendous insight when I say the following, that if it was exactly the reversed, that the son of, of Donald Trump, uh, Donald John Jr., Jr., for example, had the he had he had exactly the same laptop, exactly the same emails, exactly the same countries involved, ten, you know, ten percent for the big guy, and all those words, uh, we would be holding hearings beyond. We, we he would have already been in jail a long time ago, and, and and you know what, it would be right to hold him in jail, but but when it comes to Biden, because it's their party, then it doesn't exist, just like the immigration border flood doesn't exist, just like uh, inflation doesn't exist. They want to pretend all of that is happening. And, and I want to make a point about this, which is this is the power of media, and the power really is that these kind of people 
We call them liberals. We call them Democrats. We call them progressives, commies, enemies of the country, uh, wrongists. You know, the whole polyglot of terms you've heard on this podcast over the, the years. These are people that can be led by the nose by the media to anything. Remember, two, three years ago, these guys were celebrating the conviction of Andrew Scarelli for pharmaceutical company corruption and uh, price fixing. Yeah. They, they were anti-pharmaceutical companies. Now, Pfizer is God. Right. I, I, it's a miracle how powerful media is to them. If the media led them by the nose and told them things, well, let's just back up a little. Biden was known over the years to Democrats as the number one guy who was on the take of the banking industry, the credit card industry, and the chemical slash petroleum industries. Remember, he's from Delaware. Dover, Delaware, Dow Chemical, DuPont, uh, Union Carbide, all of the chemical big companies are in Delaware. All the large corporations are uh, what do they call that? Uh, incorporated in Delaware, right? Mm -hmm. All the big banks and credit card companies are based in Delaware. It's not just China, Ukraine, Russia graft and international uh, influence peddling that the Bidens were involved in. And by the way, it's not Hunter. It's Joe, okay? Yeah, yeah I, I get it. I get but it. Let me just finish. These were the big enemy companies of all of our leftist friends over the years. They hated the big banks. They hated the chemical companies. They hated the pharmaceutical companies. And now, because of what the media has done to these people with this, uh, I don't know, this hypnosis, now... They, how dare you criticize Pfizer? Right. I'd, go I'd, I'd go further and say that they discovered that there's power in these big companies and that, they, that they're better off in bed with them than to fight them uh, and to make them the, the uh, demonic evil uh, bad guys, well, the, 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 the big business. The, the big, politicians the big business. are. All right, all right. They can't, they can't, it, it, the, the sound system doesn't work well. Yeah. Okay, no, because I want to continue on to my next point. Uh, and my next point is, because it's not so much about contradictions, Ari. We, as, as we always say, we can talk about contradictions three weeks straight, without, you know, 24 hours yeah. a day, without any sleep whatsoever. Uh, and, and we probably still wouldn't have covered it all. So that's not so much that, because we know that there's contradictions, like the one you just pointed out. What I'm talking about is the 800-pound gorilla, that the concept of turning blind eyes to basic facts, not, not just contradictions, basic facts. <laughs> the, the overwhelming thing that's happening in the border, the Hunter Biden, like like we just said, yeah. and the next thing I want to talk about is is the economy, the the, the fact that the people are just not working, young people in particular, that they, they have no incentive to work. The government is just throwing a lot of money at them, um, and then they wonder why people, you know, jobs are, are going empty, and and uh, your employers are having their what's the expression, um, not their hat, the handout, but rather they're offering you know, gobs of money for these young people to, to work for them and nobody's, you know, taking, uh, taking the money. Yeah, we were told if only minimum wage was set at X, right. well, then living wage, right? Now it's set beyond X yeah. and people aren't taking these jobs because the handouts are so great and the sloth yes. in society has yeah. developed. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, okay. So, so, so I just want to throw in the other point about the economy that you didn't touch on yet, which is, and they don't seem to notice that all the goods and services that are suddenly not available, that, you know, the empty no, uh, I, I shelves. Was, I was going to talk about that. The supply side issues, that they, there are many empty shelves. It's hard not to notice that. And then when you do get to the, to the cash register, the inflation is up at the wazoo. And you, there's kind of a new understanding that, well, it's, eggs are going to cost, you know, six fifty a dozen instead of the three fifty that it used to be. Uh, and you just have to tighten your belt and everyone's talking about it. But... But no one wants to really 
do anything about it. And then as if that's not much of a, or already not a big problem enough, then we had the midterms, which were so screwed up in so many different ways. I blame the Democrats very much. I also blame the Republicans as well. Our, our side could have done a lot better in terms of its messaging, for one thing, i.e. to have a message in the first place, uh, but also to put up some better candidates at the very least. There were issues, the big issues. And now the Democrats have taken the wrong message from it to say, look, we, they, they must love me, meaning Joe Biden. They must love me. And uh, we're going to continue on with our glorious policies because people obviously approve of it. And they say, stay the course, stay the course. No, we're not. It, it, it's just, it, if, if there's anything about the 800-pound gorilla that we can mention, that is it. That is it. That, that their lives can be so impacted by the economy and how awful things are in the economy that they just can ignore this obvious destruction of their own lives. That's and not fault or not turn to the to the Democrats and say this is your this is on you, buddy. Well, this is where I get to the election rigging issue, and it's on both parties. It's yeah. the it's the unit party because Mitch McConnell did as much damage to our side as any Democrat did. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You know, and where, where are the election challenges? That it, whenever Democrats win, their own party or sorry, whenever Republicans win. The whole Democrat Party apparatus starts to challenge the election right. and ask for recounts. Where's Mitch McConnell funding the legal representation recounts in Arizona and Georgia and all these other states? Where, why is he pulling funding from someone like Blake Masters and giving it to someone in a safe seat? Okay. All right. so we're, not, we're not going to get into the, into the, to the, to the so, nitty-gritty. So the, all, right, all right, we're not going to get to the nitty-gritty of these things. The no, the, you're the, making too many points about these no, things. I, that I'm are. I'm agreeing with you. The, the, I, I, the, I don't need you to agree with me. I appreciate that, but I'm simply saying that these, this is the 800-pound gorilla, and this, that's the theme about this. We're not, we don't need to prove that there has been these election issues. I think that there, there are serious election issues. Uh, the ele election integrity is yet another 800-pound gorilla. Uh, but, but the inflation, uh, it, which is another aspect of it, uh, the recession that is, uh, we're already in it, the stock market, uh, which is really should be roaring at this point, but it's not. Uh, and then what's happening in California in particular, which is supposed to be the sixth greatest uh, economy of the world if it were to be treated as a separate country, uh, and how that's collapsing. Uh, and then, and then you, what, what they're dealing with the homeless situation. I mean, how can you walk around in California, at least in Los Angeles and San Francisco and the major cities, and, and, and think that somehow the homeless crisis is not getting worse? How, how is that possible? And yet, here, here we are. Well, they've, and, they've, then, and then same thing with crime. They, and they've accepted this idea that tent cities on sidewalks are a normal aspect yeah. of American life. And you haven't even talked about crime yet, but, yeah. I mean, that, that too. People don't feel safe walking down the street. Yeah. Uh, the city, like, closes down around 8 at night now. Right. It used to be a vibrant, alive city, you know, with a nightlife. It's yeah. not anymore. A few weeks ago, um, before, in fact, a couple days before Christmas... My family was walking in the Santa Monica Mall area in the, the promenade. Yeah. It was deserted yeah. a day before Christmas. I okay. Know. Oh, it's the, awful. The I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I it's it's very frightening. Exist. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the, it is happening. And, uh, you know, and, and I mean, how many times have you heard this, by the way, from, from your lefty friends? This is, this is the amazing thing. How many times have you heard them say, well, how come I'm not reading about this or hearing about this uh, at all? Barack. Like, and therefore, you're pointing it out. It's crazy. And, and, and all you have to say is, 
wait a minute. You you live in this city. You you know the crime is getting worse. Yeah, you need and you, the LA you, Times to tell you. Yeah, you need the LA Times to tell you that that it's bad before you re- recognize that you've been robbed. Really? I mean, I, I I drove my car down here from Las Vegas. We we live now in Las Vegas, and I, so I come down to Los Angeles all the time, and I do all my work from from uh, Los Angeles. I'm, in fact, I'm in Los Angeles right now, um, but. I, I bring it down. The one time I bring it, it gets smashed into, and everything is within it has, has been stolen. Uh, and it, you know, thank thank God I have insurance and everything. But it was a real hassle and it just awful. But that do we, did I have to wait for the LA Times to tell me, hey, your car was broken into, buddy? Really, before I recognized that my car was actually broken into? Do do I have to have that? I mean, that's that's how bizarre it is. It, this is the same people that believe that the death penalty should be abolished until their brother, their sister, their daughter, whatever, gets raped and mutilated and killed. Then, then all of a sudden they're for the death penalty, or, right? Or for people who refuse to take the vaccine. According to Sean Penn, they deserve the death penalty, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that's a good point. They, they, they deserve that, and then, and then something, God forbid, happens to them in the vaccine, and then all of a sudden they're true believers against the vaccine. It, it, it goes either way. So... I, it's very challenging to talk to such people. But, but here's another thing that I noticed, Ari, is that when it comes to the crime and the homelessness and everything else, I think because clearly people do have eyes. They, they, they can see what's happening. They can, they can smell the urine, right? I mean, it's not that hard. They see the syringes on the, on the sidewalks. They know that they don't want to walk out after X time, uh, you know, X hour at night. Uh, like you said, the Santa Monica Promenade. Those are the realities. They, they, they know it. But what they tell themselves is, okay, it's not such a great time now. It'll get better. It'll go back to the way things are. There's just a kind of a kerfuffle that's going on right now. And, you know, we'll figure it out. And right. eventually we'll have a better mayor. We'll have better police. And we'll go back to what it was. And we'll look back at this time and say, okay, yeah, that was, that was not such a great time. You know, like what happened in New York City with Giuliani. And they got a, a better mayor. He, got, he cleaned up the streets. He got rid of the mafia. And uh, New York City became a, a very pleasant, and to say nothing of habitable, very pleasant place to live. Um, until, of course, the Democrats took over once again. Right. So why don't they vote that way? Why don't you I, vote for the new... I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. a rhetorical question yeah. for our friends on the left. Well, if it's just going to happen... Or let's go back to saying The way you phrased it was so brilliant because you made it sound, and a lot of them believe this, that it will just... You know, gravity will just take over, and it will just happen. Right. Not, oh, I have to take responsibility and make better choices for myself and my fellow brothers and sisters here in society and help a better choice of mayor like a Caruso <laughs> if, right. if he was better take office right. instead of a Karen Bass where we know she's more of the same. Well, you know? I'm, I'm convinced that the, the L.A. election was stolen, that that, that was a crazy election. Well, wait a minute, wait and a minute. Then, no, you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, no, that's, no, no. When it's that close, uh, it, it's something odd has gone on because it, it, it didn't make any sense that they would right. they, they had Karen Bass. Look, uh, but, but going, going beyond that again, um, I, I want to say that when it comes to looking at the, the future and how things will get better, it's not just that the media just ignores what is happening, the homelessness. The, the crime, the inflation, the, the border, all the things that we talked about, it's not just that they refuse to report it. They actively state the other, the opposite. They, 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 they portray the Republican argument as that Republicans are crazy for thinking that there's a border issue when, in fact, uh, you know, we're deporting more than ever. We are. 
you know, like, okay, where's the evidence of that? I don't see any flow of immigrants going south. I see them only going north into our, our great country. Um, and likewise with crime. They, they pretend the crime is not happening, and they say the crime is not happening. They say it's no worse than X period of time. But they, of course, they play funny with that. They do certain violent crimes versus not violent no, crimes. They parse, all sorts they parse of it stuff. in a way that is so disingenuous. Yeah. And then what they also say is that statewide, it's actually better. Right. You know, but but that's not the point. We're not talking about states. That's that's disingenuous. You have to look at cities, where the Democrats actually hold control. Right. Then then you can have an honest discussion. Yeah. But they they don't want to do this. So they have Newsom this. himself did this this rhetorical trick talking about Texas. Well, Texas has horrible crime in their states. Yeah, but who's in charge of Houston? Exactly. Who's in charge of Dallas? Yeah. Who's in charge of Austin? Austin in right. Yeah, yeah and, exactly and right. One one other thing, and this is so on to what the point you just said. Yeah. If you ask your average liberal moron from Santa Monica, Brentwood, or the Palisades. Yeah. And not a lefty, by the way, necessarily. Just a liberal moron. Just a liberal moron. Yeah. Uh, what's causing the homeless? They will, without any irony, tell you it's Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Who, by the way, hasn't been president for almost 40 years. But Ronald Reagan was so magical in his power right. that he made homeless materialize in this very day. Yes, I know. From yeah. the grave. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, because, because of, of, first of all, he didn't do anything about it. He, I mean, everything is, is asked backwards. It's the same thing that the Democrats are doing now when it comes to immigration. They, they somehow claim that, that Trump was the one who created the immigration crisis today. Uh, and, and that's how they're going to try to saddle it. But that's another right, story. Right, it's all versions of, well, the party switched. Uh, oh, XXX yeah, yeah. Good point. argument, you know, the slavery, the Jim Crow, you know, the, the, on racism or any other thing. Another, you know? another example of the 800-pound gorilla, and this is a big one, and, and the last one we'll talk about, uh, but there are many other 800-pound gorillas, of course. But what's happening in the transgendered world and, more importantly, what's happening in the education of children vis-a-vis uh, -vis the transgendered uh, world, right? So... They will, they will portray it, and they even did this with the Virginia case, right, with the Governor, uh, the governor Youngkin, who got elected on, on parental choice. And they said, this is not even happening. He, he's creating a phantom argument that's not happening at all, and, and that's why he lied his way uh, on this agenda to get in as governor. Well, of course, he was not lying. He was telling exactly the truth. But I, I believe that they believe it. I, I do believe that. They, they say, okay, there might be one or two crazy teachers, and somehow that's, that's uh, emblematic of all teachers and all the education system. You know, that's, that's how they try to minimize right. it. What we say about cops, they say, no, 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 defund the police. But when they say it about teachers, it's only a couple bad apples. Right. But we, then we respond, but what about isn't one school shooting more than enough? Yeah. Isn't one child molester more than enough? Yeah. Isn't one groomer more than enough? Yeah. Sing it. Sing it. You're you're 100 right, but they this is uh, this is what we're really dealing with, folks. We're dealing with people who refuse to see reality all around them that that affects their own lives, and it's just very bizarre. It's a it's a little bit. It reminds me of the um, Saturday Night Live skit uh, where you know talk about the frog and the skillet, but this is more like uh, it was a funny episode with um, the woman who played uh, Lois Lane in uh, Superman, the Superman series, Terry Hatcher. Okay, so they're, they're in an Italian restaurant, and she's with her boyfriend, and uh, a waiter comes up to, uh, to the lady and says, oh, Bella, Bella, it's so beautiful to see you again, and he gives her a little peck on the cheek, all right? And the boyfriend is like, don't, don't you think that's a little bit uh, familiar? 
And she goes, oh, silly. You're being silly. Don't worry about it. It's just the way they, they act. It's, it's normal for them. And then the boyfriend says, well, all right, fine. And then, you know, the waiter comes again, a different waiter this time. And this time, he not only gives her a peck on the cheek, but kind of feels her boobs a little bit. And then he goes, whoa, 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 this, this, this is a little out there. He goes, ah. And again, she says, this is the way they are. This is normal. Please don't embarrass me. And, and it goes on and on like this until a point where, you know, she's, they're practically humping her on the table while he's just watching. And uh, he says, now, come on, this is ridiculous. And she again says, this is embarrassing. So I, I feel like that's the way it is. In California and, and many of the liberal states, these you're being humped, okay, and, and you, you 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 pretend as if it's normal. I mean, just like the, the Terry Hatcher character says, it's it's normal. It's the way things are done. This is not normal. That we we live in a very funky time, and you know, for for those of you who think that you know things will just get better because the pendulum swings, whenever people say that, it drives me nuts because what if there is no fulcrum? To, to actually carry the, the pendulum back. Well, that fulcrum is called elections. Uh, well, right? no, no, no. That's, yeah. I don't. I disagree. I don't think it's the elections. It's it's you, ha- you assume that there's a hook in the wall that will keep the pendulum going back and forth, back and forth. What if there? What if it's not that at all? What if? What if the hook is, doesn't exist anymore? What if? What if it's more like a, an object in motion stays in motion until it's resisted? And I don't know that we have that that uh, hook anymore. I think the hook is God. Uh, eventually we bring back, you know, to, to sensibility. Uh, and it assumes there's a certain range of motion. Uh, but look at where we are today. Would you ever expect the, the transgender talk, the, uh, the, the immigration talk that we're talking about, the crime talk, the homeless talk that we have today, and, and, and think that this is some sort of just natural extreme of, of the pendulum? Right. No. The open, the open celebration of censorship of ideas, the open encouragement of silence rather than exchange of ideas yeah. and First Amendment communication, the, the open uh, collusion of media with a certain set of ideas that always seem to be destructive and against both American and Western civilization ideals. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, you know, and I just I, mentioned elections as was the corrective over the years when they were administered with a certain amount of fairness. Yeah, because, when there, like when there was integrity, yeah, it, it, but there's not integrity yeah, now. Because we talked about how much easier it is to vote than to leave. The other thing, just to keep it in mind, numbers-wise, is, okay, 600,000 people left California, congressional district. Think of all the people who feel the same way who haven't, who either couldn't afford to or, or haven't, meaning the elections so have to be rigged because people don't feel that way without exhausting other options first. Okay, that's a fair point. Look, and, and by the way, I, and I really did want to wrap this up because, uh, but, but you did bring up another 800-pound gorilla, which is the, the, the suppression of free speech. Uh, and it's a serious, serious issue. Uh, and, and people are taking it in stride as if it's, it's, it's not a bad thing at all. Oh, this, uh, and, is, oh, normal. this is totally normal. And, and uh, you know, we, we're all for free speech, except when it's speech that I don't like. You know, right. that, what's wrong with that? You know, so, uh, but they, they say that uh, and, and it's the 800 pound gorilla. They don't they don't ever fashion how important uh, free speech is. And that's the essence of our American democracy, our republic. But th- that doesn't matter to them. They, they refuse to see it. They don't want to see it because maybe, you know, with that many 800-pound gorillas, uh, maybe you don't want to be in the room. Maybe, you, maybe it's better to pretend it's not happening at all. That's the way I take it. All right, my friends. Well, 
that's a sad state of affairs, but it's definitely the, I, I think the correct way to look at it is that people just refuse to see these huge 800 pound gorillas that surround them. And it's very, very dangerous. We have to open our eyes. We have to take action. And, you know, God willing, if we do, uh, you know, take over school boards and otherwise, uh, we might have a shot, but we have to bring God back into it. That's the only way we can really open our eyes. All right, folks, Brock Larry signing off saying God bless. And we'll talk with you next week.